Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Next month will mark the 20th anniversary of our parish community in this sanctuary. And when you came in today, you always encounter the first thing in our sanctuary is the baptismal font. A lot of parishes, not all, but a lot of parishes have that place in the front. And so when you walk into the sanctuary, first of all, before you go in, you enter into the three doors. The three doors have copper. Copper is a common metal, and we are God's common people. And on the copper are earth, wind, fire, and water, the four elements traditionally that humanity encounters God throughout human history. And then when you open the doors, it's meant to have no windows there because there's mystery in liturgy. There is ministry, mystery which happens here. It doesn't mean we're going to understand everything at every moment. But yet the first thing we encounter is our baptismal font. The reason for that is because that is our sacrament of initiation. This is what forms us into community, to be called the body of Christ. And so when we enter in there and when we leave, we bless ourselves with holy water as a reminder of the baptism that it's not like a flu shot. You get it once and you forget about it, but you live it. Some of you bless yourself for a short homily. That's what you're hoping for, but that's not going to happen today, all right? But you bless yourself with the water. Now, I don't know if many of you are taught this or not. Now, the Second Vatican Council was one of 21 ecumenical councils in the history of our Catholic faith. Number 21 was in 1960, where leaders from all over come over to talk about church teachings, about how we encounter the world, and this is about the 60th anniversary. It usually takes about 100 years for a council to really take full effect into the lives of the people. And in that, it is the highest form of teaching. Because we've gathered together and we believe the Spirit is there. There's a document that's called Gaudium et Spes, which means joy and hope. And here's what it says about our baptism and our identity. If you were to read it, this is what it says. That our identity of our baptismal call is found in our responsibility towards our brothers and sisters. That's what baptism is. That we're incorporated to this community, and our responsibility is for one another. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think most Catholics understand that. Because we kind of go in more the individualistic way. Ooh, we got the kids baptized. Woof! That's one more thing. Or the grandparents are happy. Woohoo! They're all baptized now. Or we think at least we, we should do what our family has done. There are many good reasons, probably, to bring us in to baptism. But it isn't meant for the identity to be torn just on ourselves, rather placed on ourselves. Lumen Gentium is another document, means light to the nations. And here's what it says, that salvation is always communal. It's not just individualistic. That we are saved together as part of God's family. That we just don't turn in ourselves and say, my only goal is to be sure I get to heaven and the rest of you good luck. Because I'm going to do what's ever necessary spiritually to be sure I get to heaven. That's not what our church teaches, and that's not what comes from scriptures. Salvation is always communal, always belonging to one another. And so if our identity of our baptism is that we have a responsibility, 
And Catholics always need to be reminded of us that we don't come to Mass just for ourselves. That's why I really don't care if you get anything out of the homily. I don't care if you like the music. And I don't care if you like our worship place. Because you're not here for you. You are here for one another. And our responsibility. And so, hopefully we are fed. But it's found in the way we treat one another. That we belong to one another. That's the highest form of teaching. Baptism means you are called to gather as God's people and to care for people. We see this in our first reading when there's identification of Israel. They have been thinking about themselves for a while, and it's understandable because they've been in exile. They've been taken away to Babylon, and they're living in a foreign land, and it makes sense that they have to think about themselves. It's survival. How's our faith going to make it? Our rituals, our customs, who we are. And of course they're going to have to think about themselves. But when they return back, Isaiah reminds them of the title that God gave them. God's chosen. God's chosen. And it isn't just that they think that they're number one. Because some of them took the chosen that means we got it made. All we have to do is show up and salvation is ours. It's a piece of cake. No, that they began to understand that being the chosen people meant not just for themselves, but for other people, to be used for other people. Israel believed at that time, at the end of the world, all the nation's money will be taken away, and Israel will be number one because they're God's chosen people. And God says, wait a minute, did you hear the different lands that were mentioned today? Lands that you never heard of, that God wants to gather people. So the identity of being chosen people isn't about themselves. It isn't about our own salvation and nobody else. Israel is like a child that grows up into maturity and thinks less of themselves and thinks more of others. There's no greater joy than a parent or grandparent that love their children that they begin to share candy their rooms. They just don't think of themselves, but they learn to think of other people. And that's the maturity of our spiritual faith, that it isn't just about us, but it's about all of us together. In today's gospel, Jesus addresses people who have that attitude, that they're complacent in faith. All we have to do is show up because we've got baptism. We have the title, chosen people. We are it. And Jesus is saying, that's not how it works. That we are still called to care for one another. And it can't just be individualistic of our own spiritual ways. And so Jesus says, look, if you think just going to Mass, I heard Father Eric's sermon. I had to listen to the songs that we used here. I had to deal with going to Mass often, how hard it is to bring kids or get here. I've done that, God. I should be ready to go in. And what does Jesus say? Uh Uh-uh. No. There's more required. It's how we've treated one another. And so everything from Scriptures, from the beginning of Israel, in the Old Testament, it's God's desire to gather everyone together. All people matter. And that title means that we are using our gifts to bring all people together. And you know, it ends with the book of Revelation. It's that one book way in the back, guys. 
And in that, it ends with the table. And guess what? It's antiphonal seating. Anybody know what antiphonal seating is? St. Patrick. You get to see one another. That's what it is in the book of Revelation if you read it. So when you all get there, you're all going to go, St. Patrick's, that's what it looks like. huh? That's exactly what it is. People will be seated around the table. And we will be gathered. And so our theme for now until the end of November will be gather. How we gather together and how God calls us together. You know, the Pew Research did a survey of Americans here. And they just came out with the results. And here's what it says. Because they asked the question, how important it is to gather now for social activities, for games, for other events that are important to us. And they found that about 35% of Americans now devalue or don't think they really want to go out. They don't see the importance as they once did of going out and being social. In fact, more people are going shopping and buying in bulk so they go out less. They're choosing not to go out for many reasons as well. And yet, there are other people who've never stopped gathering. And they're going out. And they're choosing different things then to make important in their lives. It's important to know that God makes all gathering holy. Whenever human beings gather together, that's holy. That's a beautiful thing. We grieve together these past two years when some of you couldn't visit your family for a birthday party. Or you couldn't travel. Or you couldn't do the things you normally dump together and you felt isolated or online, disconnected. Some of you grieved, others were angry and said, that ain't happening. We're all at different levels about dealing with that. And so we knew the importance of the need to gather together. But yet, some are already gathering, but I'm going to ask you the question, is God part of your gathering? If gathering, all gathering is holy, where's God? The gathering might be at tournaments that you take your kids because you form a family with other parents. I don't know how you do it. Waking up in the morning, make sure they go to different places. You make sure they're at their activities. All of you, drive, 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 and drive your kids there because you want to keep them busy and all. That could be a holy thing. How about getting together with your neighbors for a barbecue? Getting to the neighborhood and say, our neighbors are so good, we take care of one another, we love it. Parents form other parents in groups together. Other people go out to events. You go out for work. You go out for play. You gather. But I'm going to ask you, is God really a part of that? Because there's a number of people who really have kind of said, I don't know about the spiritual gathering. Because today's homily isn't just about getting more people to Mass. It's about realizing the choices we make in gathering and knowing God is in every kind of gathering if we choose to invite Him in. There's another church that's our rival at St. Patrick's. We're number one, they're number two. And that church is called St. Costco. (laughs) The most faithful people in Scottsdale is St. Costco. You never miss... Because you're there to buy all your extra toilet paper and all the wine you can drink. I'm there for the hot dogs. But you know what I know about Costco people? They're faithful. They never miss. They're always committed. And they form little families together and they go. And that's their commitment. That's their gathering. Well, Father, 
We have to go and eat all the time. Don't you understand that? That's why Costco is important. Well, what do you think we do here? What do you think you do here? Some of you act like you're going to starve when you can't go to the store every week. And you probably would. But you don't think that way spiritually, do you? Where's the faithfulness in gathering? Where is that? What's happening here? And why can some of us go so long without eating? And yet when it comes to Costco, you never miss. Those are the most faithful people in Scottsdale. And I think we got to relook at that. Your baptism and my baptism tells us that when we are baptized, we have an identity of being God's children with a responsibility of one another. Whether you believe it or taught it or not doesn't matter because the highest form of teaching, you can look it up. Nothing's higher than the Second Vatican Council teachings of the people gathering together and the Holy Spirit being there. And this is what it says about our baptism. We care for one another. We're responsible for one another. But we're part of God's family. And so in the coming weeks from now till November, we're going to break open gathering. Remember, gathering's holy. Whether it's for your daily lives, for your children, for your families. Someone after Mass at 8.30 says, we're gathering as a family back in Illinois to paint the house of my children. That's a holy thing. That's a holy thing. Whenever you gather, is God part of that? Make it part of it. Some of you aren't ready to make that commitment yet to come all the time. But at some point, we're going to have to understand our baptismal call and the need to gather. And so I ask you to remember your baptism. Today, in just a moment, we're going to have the sprinkling rite because we are all going to renew our baptismal promises to reject sin, to reject selfishness and an individualism that is unhealthy because we should have free choice and personal freedom. That's part of God's gift, but never at the expense of serving our brothers and sisters. And so, when you are blessed with sprinkled water, of holy water, bless yourself as a reminder that baptism's not like the flu shot. You get it once and you just forget about it. It's lived. We gather. And gathering, no matter what for human beings, is one of the most beautiful, holy things that God wants from His people. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission 